Welcome to Just Listed uh, with Real Estate by Joe and Company. And we've been continuing this boss lady um, kind of venture right off of the site. And it's been so much fun to get to know ladies who are pretty much running this community, right? Right. For real. And they don't get the title. Like we have Joan Olson here today with me, Joanna Viezda from Real Estate by Joan. Joan? Yeah. Introduce Uh, yourself. Hey, everyone. Um, It's hilarious that Joe asked me to be here because... I don't view myself as boss lady, but I started listening to some of the podcasts. And I'm like, totally, you are. I I might be a little bit. <laughs> She's completely. Why wouldn't you view yourself as a boss lady? Give us your background and like, yeah. what do you do? So um, I started out quite young in a career and with a lot of trust and a lot of encouragement. Um, took on the role of office business management, and it's my 25th year doing that for um, LifeQuest Chiropractic here awesome. in Alexandria. And I guess the other part probably is more personal life. I mean, I have been the do-all, um, quote-unquote, single mom that runs the show. So you do um, really kind of push things around to make things happen for your kiddos in sports, um, for all that kind of stuff. But the courage, I guess, it takes to do that in a personal life. I love the term. I love what you guys are doing with it. Um, but in the management set, set, I wouldn't refer to myself as a boss. Oh, so you think it's derogatory a little bit. So um, what do you think of boss lady versus yeah. boss girl? Um, I love either one. Um, at heart, I'll always be young and I'll always be a girl. Yeah. But um, we kind of want to be a lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just was uncomfortable with the term boss at all yeah. right. when I and got into a management position because I was like, that's just a picture I have in my head that feels negative and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. But I was like, I want to be a leader. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to well, be like. And it's morphed. So in right. the 25 years, boss would have been the term and what you achieved to be called. Um, they're the ones that give orders. They're authoritative. And you kind of like look up to them. They seem like they're up higher. Right. But it's morphed and now it's more a leader position. You now need to be a person who influences, inspires, supports, encourages so your whole team can reach these goals. Because I feel like if you come in and you're not consistent, you're not doing the stuff that you ask them to do, you have no cred, no credit. And they're just going to kind of be like create their own little side team and their own little Mm-hmm. avenue and you are now not the one they're going to look to for guidance is kind so, of what I see happening. So you say consistent. That's really mm-hmm. a powerful word in that sense, like being consistent. Because I think as anybody, it's hard to be consistent. You have emotional ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I've missed a couple of days at the gym, so I'm a little bit testy. <laughs> and it's like, how <laughs> how do you keep consistent? Yeah. And we had this years ago, we came up with, you leave it at the door. So when you walk into work, I get to choose, and that's the coolest part. I get to choose to leave that out there, and actually, it's a huge relief. I get to for Step away six from hours, it. eight hours, be this office manager that has this team and, and take on that role. It's almost like acting. You know, you get to go in, you do this role, you get to work with patients, and then when I leave, I get to choose to pick that back up. Do I want it? I'm going to leave it at that door. I'm probably going to leave it because I don't even care anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even care about that crap I brought in with. So... Or I'm going to work out over lunch and get rid of it, <laughs> get rid of it, and then come back in and, and be a whole new person. So sometimes that can 
follow us a little bit in the morning till lunchtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's just normal. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I do I do feel like you're what you're saying, you know, management in general, whether it's man or woman, I do think mm-hmm. that it has evolved and people are becoming aware of who's a good leader mm-hmm. right. and who's not, who's a good manager and who's not and who makes them feel like a valid part of a team. Yeah, and I, I've watched my, my husband be a manager for a long time and I admire his style a lot because he will just say to people, here's what you can control, your attitude and your mm-hmm. effort. He tells our kids that, you know, you don't like the way this went, but you can control your attitude and you can control your effort. And, you know, they can't always control mm-hmm. the situation that they're in. Right. You can't re- you can't control the results, mm-hmm. but you can mm-hmm. control how you take those results. And you yeah. get and you get leaders that are so control hungry and they're afraid to give up any of that, that instead of building a great team mm-hmm. of people who are good at what they're good at and letting them do it. Right. They yep. just like. But when they're gone, you're, you got my situation <laughs> exactly. going on. And maybe you're not that good hands on at doing this, but you're a good director. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm Delegating. a terrible micromanager terrible you do i am terrible at it because i don't ever want to have to constantly do check-ins 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 it's like i give you i train you i give you the expectation and make it your own that's what's so huge to me is i want them i don't want robots i want the people i hire and the people i work with to make it their own and make it fun to work with and the environment um and i'll check in here and there of course reviews and that kind of stuff but daily i can't imagine having employees where i have to make sure every detail is done i'd go insane wouldn't that be exhausting i'd go insane i i, I feel like if you have to do that you have the wrong people yeah. well and i feel like in my industry that's part of the training is like every day they it's like until they get their feet wet completely wet mm-hmm. they really need that they're like okay so how do i handle this how can i do that mm-hmm. so how do you do deal with that like as a new employee or a new trainee do you just have that expectation that it's going to be a micromanager or do you, how do you set it up? Right. So when I train a new employee, it always starts from, it's like trickle training. It's small things that build over time that build into the position that they are to become. So it literally, they all start out the same with answering the phone, scheduling, just all the simplest of tasks that as we build, then I can keep adding in different parts and their personality is going to define what they're going to get for. Oh. Um, you know, some might be terrible at computer like they just are terrible at understanding how to post an explanation of benefit from insurance for instance they just don't get it i'm not going to even i'll pull that from their role um, and see where they do fit in the office so it's always kind of in an interview you try to get to know them but you really you really don't they're selling themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it'll show over time of what um they're actually excel at and they're a happier employee and i'm a happier manager and we have a happier owner because we've been able to utilize the skills that they're best at and shift roles around a little bit with others that maybe wanted it and didn't tell you. So so mm-hmm. you mentioned that you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. How old are your kids? How many do you have? Yeah, so I have a 26-year-old, um, and he's getting married next month. I'm a wow. grandma. Oh, <laughs> no. no way. She's not a grandma. What's the, like, sexy yeah. word for grandma? That's oh, totally no. what she is. <sighs> I don't know, but Look I don't, her. I don't like glamma, though. Glamma? Glamma? No. Seems no. like you're trying too hard. I know. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but we could think cougar. of it. Cougar. <laughs> it's a cougar. That's what the word is. For so real. you're a 26-year-old. Wow. Yes. And then I have a 19-year-old and a 12-year-old. So I just had a graduate this year. Um, and the 12-year-old is mini-me. Pray for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. But, like, you've had to run the show as a single parent for I don't know how long, but right. has that transferred over into how you've been at work? You know, 
we were we were kind of discussing before we hit record. You were talking about is it a man's world or that kind of thing. Um, I mean, let's be honest, guys. For years, married or not, you're running the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, who the wife, the mom usually knows the doctor appointments, knows when the conference are, knows, hey, did you get your saxophone this morning? Like, it's mm-hmm. just this constant bam, bam, bam. So the shift from becoming single mom in the last while it has not really changed a lot other than maybe more freedoms of not managing some of the guy's stuff because they're like oh do you have that phone number for i mean i feel like we're kind yeah, of yeah did you schedule my haircut yeah, yeah i make yeah. my husband's appointments too usually right. yeah and there are some that i'm like listen i can't go renew your driver's license yeah. for you right. i know you want me to <laughs> or are you not like asking saying did you check that right you know, right are, is it this year I, it I don't know, guys. Uh, it's not really a man's world. <laughs> not anymore. No. Well, no. that's that's what I think. I think all appearances are it mm-hmm. is. You know, if you're uh, wherever out in the world. But yeah. my husband says to all of our friends all the time when they're like, "Oh, is this going to happen? That going to happen?" He goes, "Do you think I make any decisions? No. no. Amy makes all the decisions. So what it is is it's not a man's so world. So he'll admit it. It's more about that. It's more about men." being taught to accept that they're not going to have that primal role, right? They're not Mm going to have the role that the woman or whatever other person has in the household, really, because women Mm -hmm. have run the show behind the scenes since the dawn of time. Almost every woman I know that is married does the finances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Almost every. And we're in marketing. (laughs) And so we're, you know, I'm in the business of advertising. Mm-hmm. Almost right. all of us are targeting women because you know that the women are making the majority of financial decisions. There's yeah. a statistic they say that they make 84% yep. of the mm-hmm. financial decisions. Women. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So, That's so I don't true. know where the. Got lost. Yeah, I'm not smart <laughs> enough to know why then, you know, there's this disparity between, you know, women being in charge at work. Or mm-hmm. anywhere else in their life, or why it's a negative thing. Why right. is it, oh, she's a, you know, look at her. She runs the show. Cause if a woman, if openly runs the show at home, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look at, she just bosses him around. Oh, he's a slave <laughs> to her. You know, I heard that. Like, I've heard, hear that. And it's like, mm, but if, if a man appears to be in charge, then it's okay. Even though mm-hmm. he appears to be in charge, but she really is. But you know what I mean? Don't you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone's relationship is so different. Yeah. But I but I um I'd hate to call him out, but I know people whose relationships I wouldn't want to be in oh. um mm-hmm. on either end because it just feels like it's hard. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a a lot of bossing around and on either so end and that's just that. not how my marriage yeah, is yeah. so and i would what, have a hard time with it i mean being at my career for 25 years is because honestly it's such a really great working environment my boss is um a male and but when like a patient has a question or whatever it's like i don't know talk to the boss she's up front you know he what gives I mean? you just credit ha- yeah credit's always been given and he gives me the freedom to run with something you give me a a task i'm gonna make it happen the fastest simplest most productive way and he doesn't also micromanage me. He just wants this done. And then I check back in and here's what's happened. So um, he trusts you. Trust, freedom. Yeah. Yep. And it's so been... you deliver that to the people you train. Exactly. Yep. It's kind of a trickle down effect. And I give that to patients. I mean, I don't want to call you for every appointment and make sure you're coming in. You know, we have systems, right. we have things, you know, text message reminders, stuff like that. But 
um, if I can deliver the message of how your insurance is going to cover, you're not going to be mad when you get a bill because you're going to have this expectation or mm-hmm. understanding of how it works. So everything is very systematically done in the way that makes it smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it always comes down to just communication. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't even think that these have to be a, you know, bashing men or anything and i don't think we have been no but um lately some of us you know just in the workplace have been just like could some of these men learn how to communicate and they Mm -hmm. maybe think that about us but we are communicating way differently and we're just noticing it seems to be on a gender divide right Mm -hmm. and i don't know why that has to be because it's not Mm -hmm. who's over everybody but it's like uh did you want to tell me this was happening like that, how to not. deliver that message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like sugarcoating is such an uh. awful way to communicate. Just like that straightforward, this is how it is with some empathy, obviously, sure. or whatever needs to be happening. But I know I heard in a previous podcast, you guys were talking about this huge long email that would get sent or whatever. And oh, it's like, yeah. let's water this down. Yeah. And just get to the point. And I think that in communicating between men and women, um, I'm very straightforward. It's going to be what it is. <laughs> Yeah. And I like some, that in return. Do you get some backlash from that? Because I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super just, like, straight to the point. And I, in mm-hmm. my family particularly, I have had some family members jump me. And often, and just, mm-hmm. like, keeps being a thing is, well, you're too blunt. You know, well, you do what you said is, and it's like, really? Yeah. I thought we were all adults. You have to think about the sandwich method. So early on in my management training, I was taught the sandwich method. Oh, so you can be blunt, but that's in the when you build a sandwich, you have your, you know, you come out with something soft, kind compliment. That's like the bread. Oh, <laughs> and then the what you need to talk about is the meat of it. Right. That's like this is our conversation, but it's also needs to have some seasoning, mayo, whatever you're putting on there. So you can't just have this, you know, really blunt conversation. And then you finish it with the soft, with the bread. This is what you did good. So sandwich method is how I communicate with my children, my employees um, it's how I communicate at the gym when I train. So if I'm working with coaching on the barbell and someone is lifting and I'm like, oh, oh, my brain is like, don't scream. touch that what barbell again. <laughs> so- I need to come across with this is what you did really great. And then this is what we need to fix and change or work on. And then you finish with something great again and you get a lot better results for sure. Oh. I love it. I just saw a light bulb just appear <laughs> over <laughs> Joe's head. It was like, <laughs> because there is, there's like blunt, but mm-hmm. then there's being direct, but not brutal. Right? Yeah. I, I don't use a lot of bread. I don't think you probably mean to be brutal. But... <laughs> I use mayo, but I don't use enough bread. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm like, so by the way, we got the meat right here. I'll put some seasoning on it while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Are you good with just meat? And then Apparently, yeah, I need to be more like you when it's enough for the sandwich. Sometimes there are those moments where it's like, nope, this is the conversation and I'm out late. It has to be abrupt. It de- totally depends on how many times you've built them a sandwich. So I know. <laughs> and they're eating your sandwich. Listen, you, you can start packing your own lunch now. <laughs> yeah. We've arrived. That's funny. I like I that. I love that, though. And it's true. And I never thought of it as a sandwich. But there is that method where it's like, okay, let's start with that positive, And then, okay, we got to work on this. Mm-hmm. But you're great. Love ya. <laughs> right. I do that with my kids well, all the time, the too, because I'm like, oh, they're just going to yeah. haunt, you know, just hate me forever if I just come out and say, you are a slob. <laughs> yeah. And you do love them. And I love my employees. And I actually genuinely, genuinely love the people I'm blunt with. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And some of them I'm kind of like, are we like 
big babies or like, cause you know, you just kind of think like, really, I couldn't have just said that. So <laughs> it's the bread, you know, cause I do love them. I love my family yeah, members. Absolutely. But apparently they like more bread than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bring bread to every family function and remind myself. My mom will be like, why are you carrying a loaf every time you come here? <laughs> it's a reminder to myself. That awesome. Everybody needs some fun. I got to pack what I need to say in carefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is good. So tell us a little bit about coaching because you're yeah. a pretty good. Oh, yeah. You're a yeah. powerlifting coach, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. I love it. So I did not even know what a barbell was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I never touched one until 2013. Um, so I was full grown adult, you know, living life in my 30s and got introduced to the barbell. And I fell in love with it because, number one, I didn't know I could be strong. My whole life, I weighed about 115 to 120 pounds and thrived and off how being tall? tiny. I'm five foot eight. Yeah. Yeah. 115 pounds. I'm five two and I don't even weigh that. <laughs> but so, I mean, and that's, that's, how I that's what you're saying. You thrived off being tiny. I just thought tiny. that was healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a barbell to me was like, I'm going to get big. Right. You know, and that's what I think a lot thing, of women worry you know? about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen what it was. So um, I was introduced to it and I've always thrived on challenge and it's super complicated to lift, you know, straight lifts. You, there's technique to deadlifting, back squatting, you know, the traditional lifts. But then you throw in Olympic weightlifting, which is clean jerk and snatch, which means the barbell's flying around in the air. Basically, you're taking from the ground to overhead in one movement, but it's built up on all kinds of different movements. So. And she's phenomenal at it. I will tell you, my brain <laughs> is kind. a one movement person. <laughs> and I also got interested in bar- yeah. barbell when I was in my 30s. And it's complex. Yeah. But like she says, you're afraid of the, all those things. And I can remember before I started CrossFit, mm-hmm. it took me 10 years to start CrossFit. My girlfriend, Devin, does it. She's a yeah. badass as well. And she's like, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. And I didn't want to do it because I thought I would get big. Yeah. Yep. I thought I would be bulky. I thought I would look yeah. like a man. See, in my perception is I need to lose fat. I mm-hmm. need to lose weight, but I also don't care about being skinny. I want to yeah. be strong, but I think, okay, CrossFit is not for beginning losing weight. It's for like after you have You've done gotten that. there. Yeah. And, but actually, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, but the, the side with the lifting is uh, my eye candy coach. He um, had the most beautiful, beautiful lifts. And I just kept wanting to be more like that. So the challenge is totally what sucked me in um, is how can I do that? How can I make that barbell move like he makes it move? And um, he moved away, sadly. So I'm talking about Bryce. He was one of the original coaches over at uh, the gym I went to. Um, married off, moved away, but um, got me into coaching. It got me into the love of lifting. I um, competed it nationally um, online that way and placed ninth in the nation that year in my age group and weight class but um and then from that point on coaching became everything um wanting others to be able to do that if they had the desire learn how to uh, move the barbell well and so i get to once a week um live my passion of coaching all age groups at the crossfit electus and um it is awesome to watch week after week and honestly people really improve you're mm-hmm. better off starting without like you're better off newbies freshbies are way better are way off. better off yep. if you have experience in the gym like i came in i was like what i would say relatively in shape like i'd always kind of mm-hmm. worked out i 
feel like that was actually a crutch because mm-hmm. you're stuck in your ways mm-hmm. and you're already like feel you feel like you're like I'm in shape I can do this mm-hmm. where if you came in as a beginner you're like oh I'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> like this is a good right yeah and it, it's all progressive everything it is progressive in, good word yeah good word everything in CrossFit like okay so you get to the point where you're jumping on a 30 inch box and you're like oh yeah no nope I'm not here to ever do that and you're like okay you're like I can't even jump on a box mm-hmm. so what do they do they set a box up any and even like a plate it can be as little as two inches and you step up on it and then you go from two inches to ten inches or two yeah. inches to eight and it you progressive before you know it you're jumping on a 30 inch box you're taking a video of it and you're like guess what i did today <laughs> for fun <laughs> you know exactly yeah yep so your your coaching story so you've been coaching for how long now so i've been coaching since 2018 um and really it took off more so because um the owners of CrossFit Electus gave me the platform and the trust and ability to do so. Um, they just really gave me a platform that lets me be creative, write, write my own programming. And um, they love it because then the other athletes of the gym have smoother, cleaner movements and are safer as well. Um, but yeah, it really took off. And I thrived in that environment because someone believed in me. You know? right, right. They saw that, yes, she can... She, knows what she's talking about. She has an eye for it. And um, that means the world when someone can see that and, and let you thrive and make that your environment. So, And yeah. that just fills your cup when you're yeah. like the people you're coaching, you see their progress and the oh, relationship gosh. you're building with them and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I bet it does. I love to do on the side. That's awesome. (laughs) So that crosses over as boss lady because you do the same thing at work. Yeah. You allow them, you give them their platform. Right, exactly. Make them a sandwich (laughs) and let them (laughs) fry. It's bologna tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your own meat. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. What else did we want to cover, you guys? I think that's kind of it. I mean, Joan... Mm -hmm. Is pretty much a badass. She's a leader. She mm-hmm. told us some really good points. Mm-hmm. The sandwich method, that's, I mean, that's worth writing a book about. I think what's huge, too, that really hit me hard when I was thinking about this that I wanted to share is I have a philosophy, if you want to call it, that our experiences refine us and they don't define us. Oh. Um, we all have um, what we think of ourselves as our characteristics. So um, I might say that I am super honest Blah, blah, blah. So honest might be a word that I define myself. But if I'm going through the Target checkout and I get an extra $10 of change, do I hand it back or do I pocket it? If I pocket it, I'm not really maybe not as honest as I thought I was. And mm-hmm. that experience helps refine who I really am and have to get honest with that. Um, or it can be a negative experience. And so it's kind of like I might have a certain thought about my characteristics and that experience comes along and really checks me. And makes me refine back to, okay, this is what I, I really am and I need to work on that. So, because um, we've all had experiences in life that we feel like it might define us and, and make us either shrink back or hopefully grow. Turtle. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they actually really are to make us more aware of who we are as a human being. So that's kind of what well, I live yeah. by and... Well, I, none of us are perfect. All mm-hmm. of us have improvements we want to make in <laughs> everything. And I think that's why we do this. I love just hearing yeah. from other people's perspective and experience mm-hmm. and going, wow. And then hearing it from other people. So do you have like a sounding board? Do you have people that can 
be honest with you. Like, yeah. well, you think this about yourself, but... Yeah, you know, I do, and I hope, hopefully he'll tell me how it is, but um, I, my boyfriend is very... He's a, like my best friend, and we can be super honest about things and have those conversations. Um, but honestly, we know in our gut when that experience comes along and we can self-check and go, oh, that opened my eyes a little bit mm-hmm. about myself. But... Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a cool little thing I like to look at life as. Like, that didn't define me. I'm going <laughs> to refine and get another crack at this. And if that's really what, my, what I want to be looked at is honest, blah, 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 then how can I do this different next time? I really love that philosophy because I feel like if somebody goes through a really terrible time, yeah. they think that defines yeah. them. Or right. We were talking the last time about the perception other people have of us. Like, you know, maybe yeah. they knew us at a certain time in life. And now we've kind of changed, Changed, whether it's physically, whether, you know, if you started Mm -hmm. weightlifting, Joan, and people saw you as this tiny girl that didn't do that, people went, what does she have to? What does she she think she is? Why does she think she is? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I hate that sense. Who does she think she is? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. But, you know, and we were talking about that, um, not on the podcast, um, but Joe and I were talking about it earlier, just about people's perception of like, the things we have and if we deserve mm-hmm. them, like, mm-hmm. oh, this person must make too much money because they have this or mm-hmm. does this. You know, it's just I think that goes into that. It's just you can define who you are. You can have trustworthy people around you mm-hmm. to help you feed into that and refine yourself and not yeah. have to stay in people's boxes that they put you in. Right. right. And I like that. Let that experience refine you instead of define you. Cause I think I'm guilty of that. Like I play mm-hmm. it, replay it in my mind. If, if there's something that happens real estate career wise, mm-hmm. personally, I, I do. And I, I have this term called turtling and you said shrink, <laughs> which yeah. I let you get back in your shell yeah. and you just like, want to be not seen for a little bit because you think that that experience defined right. you and, and it it's totally not mm-hmm. but it, that takes courage and grit grit's another word i absolutely love like to not turtle right takes grit and i think that's what helps create you to be a leader in who you are joe is because you have a ton of grit know, and we all the, turtle every apparently so not often, enough but... bread. <laughs> bread i'm putting grit on my meat instead of bread no you just you just serve up a grittier sandwich <laughs> than most people do so <laughs> then not as many people eat it that's why i'm a bad cook but i love that too that grit yeah tenacity yes. like those words are really good words but yeah. this came so clear to me because i was in an alcoholic marriage and so when i was coming out people were like oh codependent like this codependent was a word and i was like mm-hmm. i don't even know what that means so when i looked it up i was like oh that is not going to define me i did not like the meaning of that word mm-hmm. and so i was like if i don't like a meaning of that word or ha- or looked it up how can this experience define me instead of or refine me instead of define me i don't want to be that term i want to be what mm-hmm. and so did you feel that was clear. true at that time um, it came super clear. I went to one Al-Anon meeting and when I walked in and heard the stories and saw the women that had been going, bless it, it has a purpose. But for me, this is my experience. When I walked in and I saw those women that had been going for many years saying that um, they're still in the marriage, they have an emergency bag in their trunk or blah, 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 like all this stuff. I went, ah, I, I can't. No, I can't do that. I can't be that person. I can't mm-hmm. be that characteristic. This it went against everything, that word that I could even um, think of. So I walked out saying I will never be defined as a codependent. 
Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And so whatever that direction needed to be, I had to get real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and like you said, good for them if that's their path. Right. But exactly, you know, this that would be that affects who mm-hmm. you are yeah. forever if yeah. you stay in that way. And you're right. like, I don't want to be that. And this mm-hmm. is full circle. We talk about a lot and off mic, sometimes on mic is what people talk about because people are going to judge you regardless, uh-huh. right? Right. So if you choose to not let that situation define you, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what other people think because ultimately right. they're going to judge you regardless. They're going to judge mm-hmm. you because you stayed and you're codependent. They're going to judge you because they're left. Because you, you left in Logan. marriage is sacred or yeah. whatever it is. Somebody's Logan. always got an opinion. Yeah. 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 And you have to let it shut off. Right. Mm-hmm. And get real with yourself. Like, what am I? And then when you know who you are, it's very helpful for how you feel others judge you or not. You know, <laughs> does it matter? Don't yep. you think that's really hard, though, to be mm-hmm. real with yourself? Yes. Because not just women, but I do think especially women, we are taking care of everyone else, whether it's mm-hmm. our kids. If you own a business or you're a manager of your business, you're trying to take care of everyone else. And it's like, when do I think about what do I want? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's tough. It's You have to like carve out that time and right. carve out the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. I like to garden. and <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. It's true. And work out. <laughs> and then people are like, you don't want a beer? I'm like, no, I got to work out tomorrow morning. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I binge watch murder shows. It's there fine. Whatever. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Another what? time. <laughs> so what do you do as your outlet? Oh, my gosh. You guys will laugh. I have a German shepherd, and I absolutely love to train oh. him, Ooh. play with him. Like, it, he is... He's an old man, young dog. He is just the coolest thing. And yeah, so I'll just hang out in the backyard and play chuck it, which is throwing the ball with that blue chuck it thing and teaching him different tricks and hanging out. That's one of them. And of course, um, exercising, obviously, Mm -hmm. and and doing those things, getting on my bike. Um, But yeah, if I want to just completely chill, I'll be hanging out in the back with the kids. They're out back. And yeah, we're just having some family time with Loki. The dog. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, appreciate you being yeah, here. Thanks. You really the, great tips. I really think that was awesome. Oh, so it's you're, a privilege to be here. Joan, tell us about your name and your position again. Yeah. So I'm Joan Olson. I am the office manager at LifeQuest Chiropractic. And I also coach um, Olympic barbell weightlifting at CrossFit Electus. And she's a babe. <laughs> real estate by joe this is joanna viezo's real estate by joe online as always and down um by big Oli and alexandria in glenwood and you can always check us out we sell faster hardworking minnesota farm girl amy see you guys later oh. badass i can babe, say badass, i was gonna say bitches and i was like oh wait i can't oh yeah i can can we can we badass bees